Hi, everyone. Welcome to a roundtable discussion episode of the Pencil in the Stone podcast, where today we are discussing the Star Wars What Ifs episodes written by me, Jacob Padilla, and... and <laughs> And Lupe Cornejo. Hi. Yes. Uh, Lupe, what was your Star Wars what if? Mine was what if Anakin ended up going back to the light side and lived a happy ending with uh, Padme, Luke, and Leia. Yes. It's very touching. Mine was the exact opposite. (laughs) What if? Mine's was what if Luke joined Vader and it was up to Leia to stop them and we are being um interviewed by our very own uh pinto bean jane yes it hi hi and you guys just stole my first freaking question we did wow he stole it that was the record show that he stole it (laughs) that was a question that was a question (laughs) tell me about the story you wrote well we'll elaborate more on it okay um and eric's here too Hi, bitches. It's Eric. I'm just here, like, um, being, like, a peanut gallery type of person here. Um, anyways, back to Jacob. You're sexy, bitch. You'll be able to hear Eric soon on his own podcast that he's thinking of starting, which he really should. Do it. We're going to talk about that. Everything and everything. <laughs> From cuddling to what's that one thing called where you put the metal rod inside the well that's your your potential co-host <laughs> all right anyway but yes thank everybody for being here uh this is wonderful it's great to have more works of art to have our works of art being shared with the world and I hope to share others, everyone else's stories. Um, Just a reminder, if you have a story that you'd like to be shared through a table read session with us and actors, let me know and we'll, we'll get you an episode. Uh, But yes, Pinto being Jane, would you like to ask us your questions now? Yes. So I'm these questions. I realized that I wrote them from a writer's point of view. Good, because then I completely forgot that like it was live <laughs> and it was acted as actors. So I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that segment. Um, so from the story though, um, we've heard obviously the intro, but can you tell me a little bit more about the story that you wrote? Okay, Lupe, would you like to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Um, so mine focused on Anakin kind of executing Order 66, but instead of in Mustafar where he loses his arms, legs, and all that, Obi-Wan is able to um, bring him back to the dark side. I wouldn't say Obi-Wan, but himself. Um, Keep in mind, if we heard the episode, it was like about 10 minutes, so 10 pages. So it was like about kind of a first act to some degree. So there is more to the story that I've yet to write, but that is the gist of it, that Anakin kind of did go bad, but no one really knows about it. 
and how the tensions between the Republic and Jedi's kind of broke. So the Jedi are still kind of like this non-existent mythical force in this area. And um, just being able to give a happy ending to the Skywalkers, you know, because a lot of the Star Wars episodes are just very dark towards their whole family. So I just want to give it, you know, a little spin to happiness and whatnot. So would you say that the goodness was the main inspiration for your story? Yeah, I definitely would say because watching it as a kid, it always like I'd always get like depressed after watching Revenge of the Sith and uh, Return of the Jedi uh, just a little bit. But it always made me feel better. Like they're, they won in the end, but like they still didn't have their parents. So I just I wanted that happiness. And I was like, OK, that's how I'm going to, you know, pinpoint on my what if, you know, because I it just. It's so sad. I want them to be happy. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. What about you, Jacob? What was the question again? Um, to tell me a little bit more about the story, and then also what was the main inspiration behind your story? Yeah. So for me, I pretty much rewrote Return of the Jedi. Um, my inspiration came from the Obi Wan show last year in 2022, um, where after I saw the Obi Wan show. I went and watched A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And then and then I just got in my head like, well, I, I was like, I wanted more Star Wars. Like, I wasn't going to, I was eventually going to watch the sequel trilogy. But I was like, yeah, but I still want some more from this era. And then I just like got in my head, well, what if like Luke joined Vader? And then I was like, well, then this would happen, and 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 that was all going on in my head. And I was like, well, holy crap, let me write all this down. And so then I just started writing it, and then I was really having fun with it and enjoying it. And then, then I got inspired to be like, you know what? My friends and I haven't done a table read for a script in a really long time. The last one we did was for The Auburn Girl in 2015. You remember that one? I do remember that one. Yeah, you played the ghost sister. I don't remember who I played, but I do remember <laughs> I was there. Yeah, it was like a small role, but yeah, that was fun, right? Remember, yeah, remember? I know we did it for Halloween, right? Yeah, yeah. We all got together one Halloween in my backyard, and we read this script together. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I was like, "Well, I want to do that again." And then I thought, "I could do that with this Star Wars story." Oh my god. And then I wanted to include my friends, and I thought of my two writer friends, Lupe and Connery Hansen, a uh, shout-out from the franchise. And um, they both love Star Wars, and they're both writers. And then I hit them both up, and I was like, hey, uh, how are you guys down to write some Star Wars what-ifs with me? And they were like, heck, yeah, that sounds fun. And so we all got to it. and. Um, and then we came up with the stories we came up with. Um, I just told them, like, don't worry about any critiquing. Don't worry about, like, parameters or deadlines. Just write what you want to write. Just complete freedom. No pressure. Just write what comes to what your heart comes out to. And yours, your heart wanted a happy ending. Yeah. Star Wars is so, like, very bleak, you know, aside from... The Last Jedi, where I think it kind of implies that, you know, there's other force sensitive kids and, you know, that, you know, 
even if there's no Jedi, the Force will still persevere. Like, I think that's the only real happy ending in Star Wars. And I was like, no, the Skywalkers need some type of happiness. Like a tangible happy ending. Yes, yes, yeah. That makes sense. But yeah. God, so in terms of these characters that you redeveloped, to which of these characters do you relate the most then? That is an interesting question. I feel like just because of the way I always was, I'm always going to relate to Anakin mm-hmm. being that moody, brooding person that like has a negative outlook in life because that's how in Clone Wars Anakin is a little bit. He doesn't agree with the war or he like straight up does these tactics that are like war crimes to some degree. So he's... Uh... To some degree, girl, all degrees. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and I feel like I was able to continue that mentality when coming to the future of like him still not really loving the Jedi because, you know, he's still like, I guess I wanted him to be somewhat of a gray Jedi in between. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's most of my outlook in life. You know, I can see the bad. I can see the good. I understand. Do I agree with it? No, but it is the situation that it is and whatnot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, funny enough, I feel like I relate more so to Darth Vader. <laughs> um, you know, there's Luke, who's like, you know, this epitome of goodness, which, you know, he's an idealistic person, mm-hmm. not really a realistic person. That's why everybody's drawn to Han Solo. You remind me of Han Solo, too, Lupe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's why everybody's drawn to Han Solo and even Princess Leia, because Princess Leia is this like, um, she's this deter- she has this determination, this strive. She's trying to to get all these people together and lead. She's like an active person, an active regular person, well, so called regular. She's not a Jedi, but she has she's Force adept or whatever. But um, she's still relatable. And Luke's just like it's like Luke, um, Leia, and Han are like people that we are or know and then luke is like the ideal person that we strive to be but for me darth vader is who i related well not even relate i wanted to relate to because of his at the end of the day he just wants to be with his family mm-hmm. and you know it's darth vader who suggests to the emperor instead of killing luke how about we get him to join us because the Emperor is telling him the son of Anakin Skywalker is alive. So Darth Vader's like, in, in his heart, he's like, my son's alive? What's left of Padme is still in this world? Yeah, I don't want to get rid of that. Have him, let's have him join us. But, you know, he's making it like all sinister and stuff. And but at the end of the day, he wants to be reunited with his family. So at the end of the day, I feel like Darth Vader is a family man, just like me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> So these characters, obviously, they, they're different from, you know, the sequel and the movies. Um, but did anyone in your life serve as an inspiration for this redevelopment of the characters? Because you say Darth Vader is a family man. Homeboy is murdering all types of families and all types of planets. So... Nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say for mine, I wouldn't. I just kind of got the characters and kind of in my mind what I thought how would they react to the fall of the empire or not the fall of the empire the fall of the republic like 
they lost a bit, but then they ended up winning. Mm -hmm. So from there is how I got what their personalities would be, what they would say, and how they would feel about certain things. So Padme would, like, she originally wanted to be at Naboo to have the kids, have them all there. So that's where I had her. And I, as much as I know that she would want to be involved with the government, I feel that since I created the world where that uh, there isn't Sith stuff going on, that she wouldn't be as active with the galaxy, but rather with their planet. And Obi-Wan is as secretive as he's always going to be. So mm -hmm. I feel like there was no inspiration with my characters, uh, just, you know, them adapting to the circumstance that I put them in. So it's the characters in themselves inspiring you. Yeah. Right. That. Yeah, that's cool. Um, probably the same for me. Um, yeah, there, I didn't really think of of like real people in mind with you know giving in my story I'm I'm talking about how Luke is the epitome of the ideal person and then in my story I make him completely the other side and he's completely evil if anything I guess if anything his inspiration is Anakin Skywalker because he's in love with a woman and he's trying to do whatever he can to be with her just like Anakin mm -hmm. and then she dies and now spoiler alert I, I I assume you all have listened to the first episode, so it's on you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, his his great love dies, and then he becomes ultimate evil man, and he like wants to kill everybody. Um, so I if if there, but I guess for the sake of your question, if there's a real person who came to mind at all, uh, honestly, it would probably have to be me you know not to sound conceited or whatever but just because like you know they i'm a really family oriented and i made my vader very family oriented in my story vader's whole goal is to reunite his family he has his son now he wants leia but you know he has that sith mentality still of if you don't join me i'm just gonna kill you then and then at the end, when Leia reveals to Vader, I'm your daughter and I'm you're going to be a grandfather. Vader is like, you don't know what Vader is about to do. And then everything happens and then Luke wants to kill them. And then Vader's essentially protecting Leia. And then Vader says that line, I will do anything to get my family back. And that's very much me. So. got it got it so these characters the way that they were redeveloped then what was your writing process like so mine was one that no writer ever wants to do and it's procrastinate the how oh that's every right <laughs> yeah um so honestly like i said i only did about 10 pages so it my process wasn't that great um i was unfortunately busy with work and trying to find some time to really like flesh out the story i wanted to tell was really difficult but still being able to have that love for star wars i think helped a lot being able to know where these characters are already aligned and being able to figure out their motives and their uh desires and all that wasn't too difficult because it was already like 
place there. And there's so much Star Wars media that already exists that you kind of already have it fleshed out to some degree. So being able to use that. So I know Jacob had mentioned the Obi-Wan episode or the series that definitely um, helped in the terms of like how Luke and Leia were as kids, because that's where I set minds around that time. So I had originally planned like Luke um, kind of joining Anakin and Obi-Wan because again, spoiler alert in my story, somehow Palpatine has returned. <laughs> so I had planned for Luke to kind of like sneak his way with Anakin and Obi-Wan and kind of also have like a father-son dynamic there and Luke uh, kind of being this brave person because as Jacob has said, he's very much this like ideal person, like self-sacrificing. And I wanted to play around with that in this like new situation or more like an earlier situation since Luke is a child and this is actual Anakin. Um, yeah, basically. Interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, for what was the question? What was our process? What was your writing process like? Yeah, for me, it's like I said earlier, just I, I was just, it was just all, this is gonna make me sound conceited too. <laughs> it was just all coming naturally to me. And I just, I had to put it down on paper. But I mean, that's what was happening. Just, I love Star Wars so much. And I've watched so much Star Wars in my life over and over again. I do, it's like taken 30 years to have this understanding I have of this story world and their themes and their, and to really be familiar with their characters that I'm able to know. I'm able, I feel like, I feel comfortable enough to know what they would do in particular situations. And so it was just really exciting for me to think, well, what if Leia was a Jedi? And then I just thought, well, she would just be an amazingly badass Jedi if she really did become a Jedi. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I thought that would be really interesting to put into this scenario of Luke joining Vader. Because if Luke was as powerful as a Jedi as he became on the light side, and he would be super powerful on the dark side. Mm -hmm. And he'd be more powerful than the Emperor and Darth Vader. And now I want Leia to be this super powerful Jedi. And to just create this scenario of what would happen in that dynamic. And so. And, you know, family was still at the core of what this of what. I wanted to happen in like the storyline really and putting it all together it's i'm trying to remember if there was like scenes i rearranged i remember at one point i was like thinking do i give luke too many action scenes and i only give leia because i made like a revelation that wait a minute i barely see leia fight in this story but i see luke fight all the time because he fights ahsoka he's in these space fights he um he's fighting Darth Vader, he fights the Emperor, and then Leia, she's got that cool opening sequence in Jabba's Palace, but we don't see any of that. But I guess that's just a testament to their characters, really, because Jedi are defensive. They don't act in hate. 
and Luke is out here murdering everybody trying to rule the galaxy. So, of course, he's going to have more fight scenes in that regard, I guess. But, you know, there's still Leia's still like fighting Inquisitors on top of the Millennium Falcon while it's flying. I was really proud of that. <laughs> I'm just like, I remember I was writing that and then I like had to take like a screenshot of the action line. Leia fights the two Inquisitors on top of the Millennium Falcon and then I had to put on my story because I was like just like so excited about it and that's another great thing about my process is there's some stories and I'm sure Lupe knows what I'm talking about there's some stories where you start and you're really excited about them at first but then you know the excitement dies down and you kind of just you lose the spark and then it becomes more so, I started it, I should finish it, because I started it. But then it's less like, I want to keep going, mm-hmm. which has happened so much to me. And has that happened? Does that happen to you? Yeah. First actual script that I finished, like, it was about 60 or 70 pages. It was a idea that, like, I was like, this is the best fucking idea. It's going to make a good movie. And then halfway through, I'm like, this makes no sense, <laughs> but I want to finish it. We'll see how it goes. And it is probably the worst script I've ever written. But you finished it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And with this story, I just, that spark stayed alive that whole time. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to keep writing. And I, I, I just, I wanted to keep going. And I, that excitement was still there. And it was, I just, and then I re- was always retweaking it stuff here and there to make some stuff make sense. But, but yeah, just it was great feeling a story where the spark was just always there. So seeing these sparks in the story, then what would you continue for your story? Well, for mine, I definitely would want to finish it. Um, as I mentioned, I really would have uh, played with that father son dynamic between Luke and uh anakin as well as kind of uh repairing towards obi-wan and anakin's um because i know right now with the story i don't have the definitive of like what exactly happened at mustafar to snap anakin back but i would want the story to kind of develop more that situation because i've noticed a lot of star wars media doesn't deal with their personal relationships it's more of the war that's happening and how they need to save the galaxy Mm -hmm. and for me i've always liked movies that are very uh like have a lot of emotion between relationships with one another and like it doesn't really matter to me those action scenes which granted i know it's a star wars film so it's gonna have some action scenes but i would really want to see more that personal relationship and the aspects because it does you know reflect a lot on the audience that ends up you know reading it and seeing it and all that like rogue one was very touching because you know it says like it really focuses on rebellions and like you know i think uh uh what's his name cassier cassian cassian andor yes cassian andor says uh something along the lines of like uh he says we don't choose when to fight rebellions or something like that we don't Um, yes some of us don't get to choose when to yeah something like that it kind of implies (laughs) that some people have privilege of where to fight certain things and i feel like star wars kind of like it 
dips its toes with those metaphors and allegories. And I feel like it needs more of those in your face kind of allegories. And it doesn't have to be in terms of like fighting and rebellions and whatnot, because it could also be personal. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really want to like flesh out in my story and what I was planning on going for. Yeah. You still could. Yeah. Um, I agree, by the way, with uh, movies, with focusing on, interpersonal relationships and emotions with people like uh guardians of the galaxy volume three that one focuses more on their relationships than like them saving the galaxy which is why i really liked it um logan where it's, an, it's about like him his relationships with everybody and like yeah some other like great movies about relationships instead of like the stakes like uh, Civil War, Captain America Civil War. That movie is about all of their relationships with yeah. each other and how they're being tested. Mm-hmm. The world's never in danger in that movie. And that's why it's one of the strong, one of my favorite MCU movies. One of my favorite superhero movies, period. One of your favorite movies in your favorite trilogies, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. What a trick question. Didn't you get that one right? Your team got that one right, right? My team got that one wrong. Oh, they didn't <laughs> listen to you. Oh, shame on you, Jose, Grayson, and Connor. You were on their team, right? Joseph's thighs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what was the question again? For the record, my team won. Bye. I said, what right. would you continue for your story? So where would you want to see oh, your story take, like, move on from right. this side? Well, mine's, yeah, I mean, mine's kind of, I, I have that epilogue where it's about where Leia's training her son, Ben Solo. So I, that could be an interesting place to put a story. Like, I don't know, maybe they're both, they're still remnants of the Empire. Maybe there's some, like, the First Order's trying to rise and it'll be up to Leia and Ben to, maybe they find Rey and they mm-hmm. train her. That, you know, there's potential there. So, yeah. yeah even add your own star wars character the new one yeah there's that too original characters instead of making everybody related (laughs) no more nepotism with this one then (laughs) (laughs) um okay so then in terms of this screenplay right that's what it's called yes Yes. okay so in terms of the screenplay is there anything that you would edit then on the screenplay that you would want to change I feel like it's tough for me to say because it's so short, but... Make it longer? Yeah, I guess that would definitely be the one thing I change. Make it longer. But I think maybe making more of my... uh, Being able to flesh out more Padme's relationship with Anakin, because I feel like it... I thought I made it kind of like, oh, you know, like, oh, you know, sweet, darling, romantic, like, oh, we're having a picnic, but it doesn't... When I was listening to the podcast, I was like, no, it feels a little too fast. There's not enough beats. You know, like there isn't really to show that, hey, these two people love each other and they have been loving each other happily these last decade or so more. So I think I would want to just be able to create that um, or make it more evident than what I have originally. Cool. Yeah, that make that makes sense. I mean, I I was able to tell that they loved each other from your script, but I mean, that's because I know they were in love. But, um, 
for mine, what was something that kept bothering me about mine? I know there was something. You know what? My script was perfect. So there was nothing wrong with it. <laughs> okay, I don't want to make okay. any edits. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to. Next question. Not gonna, no, no. <laughs> I need humility, damn it. Um, <sighs> Take your time. Don't hurt yourself. I'm just, I, there is something. My mind's just blank. It's just blanking right now. But, well, actually, let me, Lupe, what, what is a note you have for my story, if anything? That's probably what I was thinking, but I can't think of it right now because I'm full of myself. Well, one note that I had, and I think it's just because this is me, was that I felt like your pacing wasn't that like it didn't flow while you're pacing because it'd be like action sequence talking action sequence action sequence talking action sequence like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but again this is just my memory from like the actual uh table read Mm -hmm. um and when i listened to the episode which was like when it first came out was like what week and a half ago about yeah so that's the one thing that i do remember but i could be wrong so yeah. You probably are. No, <laughs> no, that's a good note. If any, because I had, funny enough, I haven't, I hadn't asked for any. That's the first time I've asked for a critique on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've asked if people like it and they mm-hmm. tell me, yeah, I like it. It's enjoyable. But that's the first critique I've asked for. So thank you for that. That's actually good. That's probably something that many people will agree on. Um, yeah, we'll just go with that for now. Okay. <laughs> I need to work on my pacing. Sounds good then. <laughs> um, okay, so this one's going to be a semi-trick question because I do not know actors' names and their faces. So We do. <laughs> but good thing you guys do. So um, if you can recast the actors, right, for your screenplay, who would you cast and why? Not like the voice actors that you guys had who did a wonderful job, but like for the movie, right, who would you um, place in there? This is a good question, actually. We're essentially recasting Star Wars. Yep, and <laughs> honestly, I'm like, when I was writing this, I was just thinking Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Padme, though, I feel like I was thinking more of, like, not even uh, Natalie Portman. I feel like I was thinking of someone else. But, like, you know in BoJack Horseman when, like, you don't remember, like, there's a character where, um, she doesn't remember. She has like a blurred face. Usually that's how I picture people when I'm writing. So I feel like Padme was like a blurred face for me. But if I had to like cast her, damn. Yeah, I don't know. Make her a POC. A POC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be very ideal. Right. Um, damn. Who would you think would make a good Padme? Kira Knightley. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, maybe, uh, Zoe Kravitz comes to mind for some reason. Zoe Kravitz, yeah. Or, um, Catwoman from the Batman for, for Jane. Okay, okay. Um, who else for Padme? What's her name from the crown? Oh, Claire Foy. Not her, her sister. Oh, Vanessa Kirby? The tall blonde lady? She's I feel like her voice, yeah. I feel like her voice is very Padme, and Padme, Padme, like sure. she gives off vibes. She'd fall for a toxic, angry guy too. 
I mean, have you seen her in The Crown? She's very. I've only seen her in Mission Impossible and Hobbs and Shaw. She is super great. Her one episode in The Crown where it's like centered on Princess Margaret, I feel like is probably the best of that season because it's like the whole thing focuses on her, like her sister. And that one is like her and her like charm and whatnot, but also her kind of flirting with her eventual husband. Well, that's a good pick then. Um, who do I want in my? You know what, Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker, <laughs> because the Winter Soldier ah, in the you. Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because everybody, the internet was saying fan, they were fan casting him as young Luke. Mm. If they ever did like a story where they we had to see Luke young again, mm. they do look alike. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure, Sebastian Stan. As Luke, Dark Side Luke, Darth Skywalker. Um, who would I want as Leia? Um, Leia, Leia, Leia. Salma Hayek. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Leia. Who would be a good Leia these days? Um. um <laughs> <laughs> Who else is in my story? Leia. A lot of people in yours. Mara Jade. You got Mara. Oh, let me cast Mara Jade. There was one actress I thought would be a great Mara Jade. I was like, I was thinking about it one day. I was like, dang, she'd be perfect for Mara Jade. Crap. Who was it? You not write this down? No. <laughs> I was like, I think that's who I was trying to like tune in actually when I was probably writing her. Damn, it was like the perfect actress for Mara Jade. She's English, too. Uh, God dang it. I was so excited for my turn for this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who was Mara Jade? Hopefully I remember, but maybe I'll think of something else now. For Mara Jade, it would be cool to see... Daisy Ridley. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, actually, for Leia, Tessa Thompson would be cool as Leia. She's uh, from Thor, the Thor movies, the Valkyrie warrior woman. Okay. Thor Ragnarok. Yes. You saw that one, right? I have seen that one. Yeah. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> she would be cool as Leia, actually. Actually, I'm trying to think of one Latina to play Leia. Mm. Oh, maybe Tessa Thompson as Mara Jade. That would actually be cool. Mm-hmm. She could pull that off. Um, but yeah, I want a Latina to be Leia. America Ferrera. No, <laughs> no, maybe not. Uh. <laughs> Um. Oh, that one actress, Adria Jorna. I don't even know if you know her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know her. <laughs> She's um. She'd be good. She did you, did you did you ever see Six Underground? Is that a TV show? No, it's the Michael Bay action movie with Ryan Reynolds. No. 
Wait, Netflix? On Netflix. No, I didn't see that, oh. but I've heard of it. Um, maybe her or um, it's another movie I've been. You know, this is pretty funny given our origin. I know. I know. I think that's my problem. My brain is overwhelmed with like options. It just can't pick one. Yeah, it's an overload. Um, for Vader, it would probably uh can't imagine anybody else but James Earl Jones, but he's he can't do Darth Vader anymore. Um, but maybe uh. Morgan Freeman. No, I'm kidding. I don't know who for Darth Vader. Oh, no worries. No worries. You have all of the rest of your life to recast these people. You sure do. Because <laughs> yep. um, they're definitely going to ask us when they make live action versions of these. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you win um, an Oscar. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, last question then. What future projects do you have in store or in mind? Hmm. I have a few in general, like scripts, ideas and whatnot. Um, but life is busy, as any writer would say. Um, but for the podcast, I'm not sure yet. Maybe I might want to flesh out more that first screenplay I was talking about that is a coming of age at a Coachella like festival. Oh, that one. Yeah. Then I do have a short story that you read that I wrote in the pandemic, and I I think that would be interesting to adapt that into a screenplay. Is that the one where they're looking for parking? No, not that one. (laughs) Which, funny enough, was inspired of looking for parking in your neighborhood. That's true. Yeah. Nobody's illegally parked right now. Yeah. But (laughs) no, the one of the girl that goes missing. Oh, that one. Yeah. I think that would be... uh, a uh, real challenge not challenge but like a, the next one that i would want to see as a table read it's already i've already came up with the story and all that it's just you know making the script mm-hmm. and figuring out the actual like paces mm-hmm. beats the what are like translating their thoughts to action words yeah once it's ready let me know and then we can get it on the pod um if how long did you say it was gonna be or you don't know huh um i don't know because the short story is about you know like about two and a half pages or so two do you want me to say that again yeah okay um i said i don't know because uh the short story was about i think two and a half pages or so i wrote it on my notes app so it's definitely a short story but like given the formatting of it i think i could stretch it out to maybe not a whole hour but you know 20 25 minutes you know yeah that could work yeah. one episode or even if you make it like two hours long it could be uh it's still going one episode a trilogy of episodes yeah <laughs> three episode arc that'd be cool um i guess the i have i think for the next one my next story that I want to bring to the pod, I've been writing this badass Wonder Woman story oh, oh. where she's helping Medusa seek justice for the wrongs done on her. And I need female 
um, input, though, because this is a very female-driven story, and I'm a man. I was going to say, <laughs> like, when you were saying Medusa this time, I'm like, wow, very feminist. You said that, not me. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, no, I do, I don't want to, because there's some scenes in this where I'm sure if either of you read it, you'd be like, Jacob, this this is not realistic. Yeah, women, <laughs> women do not fight naked. <laughs> and we always put our hair in a ponytail. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I want to bring that one next. Awesome. Well, those are all my questions. That's how, well, thank you so much, uh, Pinto Bean Jane. You're so great. You're so thoughtful. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank uh, you. I don't know if you can tell if there's like this chemistry between us. You want to like... Go out to eat after this? Um, we'll have to see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eric, do you have any questions for us? Yeah. Um, I guess my question would be if you could take any movie and if you could write any movie that's already been released. What movie would have it been? Do you mean rewrite it? Rewrite. Or, yeah, I guess rewrite it. Damn. That's a good one. Like, what's a screenplay that you wish that you wrote? It's, like, in the realm of, like, you know, your forte. The Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) Sexy. Wait, you would want to rewrite it, or you wish you were the one who wrote that? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. You're asking the second, right? Yeah. Okay. I guess, well, in both those regards, yes. Yeah. Because for me, I would make the Knights of Ren be the villains of that movie. Yeah. That's what I was expecting for, honestly, when I saw it. But I think for me, it would be probably Scott Program versus the World for the second question. Because I just, I love how clever Edgar Wright is. And like... He just, he knows how to use music to, like, make a comedic effect that sometimes people don't realize. Like, you know, the scene where, like, everyone turns against uh, Scott and, like, it took me a while to realize that in the limo, the Rolling Stones under my thumb is playing because everyone is under Gideon, like, everyone's under Gideon's thumb, you know? Like, I just love it. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, anything he writes because it's just so, like, I wish I could come up with those ideas and being able to execute it good, you know, yeah. just as him. It's very sexual. Yeah. Just attention to detail. Yeah. yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe we could do like a fun question. Yeah, a fun like question. a, like not, well, I mean, that was a fun question, but like a, maybe a random question to close off the podcast. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Lay it on us. If you saw the Raspado man, like down the street, like what flavor would you get? Easy bubble gum. I'm a basic bitch. Loves it. <laughs> yep. I would check if he has the chicharrones chips and just get those instead. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm gonna get a headache. Would you get an alota? <laughs> oh my god. Nah. Dude, I would get everything. Hot Cheetos if they have some with chamoy, nacho cheese, and elote, but like a corn on the whole, not the esquite, chicharrones. Raspado, dude, I'd be munching. <laughs> I definitely have a mango with a hint. That's hot. Um, sexual. I think I would do like, um, maybe like a 
blue raspberry slash cherry combo. Mm. It's like my favorite flavors together, you know? Mm. So good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any closing statements? Um, Lupe, do you have anything to plug? Yes, I do. Wait. See, okay, I'm going to be honest. Anytime someone says in a podcast, do you have anything to plug? I don't know what to say. And then I end up realizing it's like social media's plugs and whatnot. But like, I don't want people following me on social media because I'm crazy as hell, you know? You heard it right here, folks. Yes. Do not follow her. (laughs) Not in that way. Like, I don't want strangers like seeing the crazy stuff I post on Twitter or like, or excuse me, X, you know? (laughs) or whatnot but this is the one plug that i have or in the sense of where i put my my two cents is that i do appreciate this podcast being able to like develop those uh creative juices because as i mentioned like work really prevents you from you know writing back when we were in college it was easy because it's like you know it was part of our thing so i do love that this kind of gave me that platform to be able to execute something that i love like star wars being able to you know finally get one of those nerdy thoughts of like what if Mm -hmm. and put it on paper using the skills that we have so yeah that's that's my plug (laughs) plugging the podcast you're on thank you (laughs) Uh, well platforms here whenever you want it lupe um pinto bean jane do you have anything to plug Please do make sure you go register to vote because elections are coming up. And if you don't want to live in a dictatorship like the one that Darth Vader has, uh, then go vote. Yeah, vote or die. Hell yeah. What about you, Eric? What do you want to plug in? A butt plug? Um, you can follow me at <laughs> Eric underscore A underscore Hernandez on Instagram. I post really sexy pictures on there. He does. Um, I also have an OnlyFans. So you can, for like, Five bucks like a month i can show you pics of my feet <laughs> and they're really like sexy you know they are he's got good feet and um i think that's it for me i'm taking the pictures on the only <laughs> yeah jacob's rubbing oil on them too yeah <laughs> how do you think i never mind that's how we're paying for rent everybody it's rough out here <laughs> yeah it's pretty hot yes um, you can follow me on uh, social medias at AJ Padster. Um, and please follow uh, the podcast at uh, Pencil in the Stone Pod. Um, you don't got to email us. Then again, maybe you should if you want to send me a script that you want to do a table read for. But I forgot our email. So I'll put that... <laughs> So I'll put that in the show notes. Other than that, you can DM me. Uh, like, hey, Jacob, I got some stories. So we'd love to have you on here. We'd love to get a table read for your story. Then we'd love to interview you in your own roundtable discussion. And uh, But yeah, thank you, Lupe, so much for being here and sharing your creative process with us. Um, thank you, Pinto Bean Jane, for your wonderful questions. Thank you, Eric. And um, yeah, yeah, we'll see you next time. And in the meantime, always remember, you are worthy. And Bye, keep everyone. On being sexy, too. Bye. Bye. Bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>